Rachel. Hi, welcome to episode five. In this episode, I want to talk about first date number 44. And I want to talk about a veteran owned company that I like that honors um, the fallen and your loved ones um, through its beer company. Okay, so I am very lucky. And I'm I know I'm lucky. I have a lot of friends throughout the world. Um, most of you, if not all of you are like fucking amazing. And um, I'm very happy for you. And you know, you're in the army. So most of my friends at this point, because you know, I've been in the army for a while. So you're in the army, and your friends become somewhat of your family. Doesn't mean that friendships are different in the civilian side. It's just it's a more, um, I don't know, more intensive friendship, I think, right? Because you're working together, you're away from your friends and family, you're uh, working in conditions that may not be ideal. <laughs> you're sleeping in conditions that may not be ideal, the food's not great. But you know, you do what you can um, to better your situation, right? So in the army, um, it's usually laughter, it's usually dark laughter, which I love. Um, and of course, you're usually just, you know, spending a lot of time with your friends. So all that to be said, uh, friendship to me is really important. And I value all my friendships. And I want my friends to be happy. And I think that my friends want me to be happy. But as a single female who's been single for a while now, um, and on the dating apps and all that, you know, since July of last year, uh, my friends mean well, like, I know that they mean well, and I appreciate it. But Oh my God, there was a couple of blind dates that did not go very well and no hard feelings, but um, they didn't go well, I think, because my friends meant well, like they want me to be happy, they don't want me to be lonely and sad, like I totally get that. But it's also interesting to me who my friends think that I would like or who I think I would just vibe with. Like, I don't think my friends thought that I would like marry this guy, but I do think that they liked him. And I think that they set qualities in him as a friend that they liked. And I think that they thought that it would mesh with me. So it did not. <laughs> okay, so number 44, uh, somebody that I've known on Facebook for years, many years, we had a ton of mutual friends, I used to be like heavily involved in CrossFit. So that's where most of my Facebook friends came from, right? So just like, you know, sharing mutual love of, of CrossFit. Um, anyway, so we had a lot of mutual friends, I worked out with some of his friends, like in real life. So I value their opinion. A uh, few of them are in the military, few of them are in the police. Um, not that that means anything. I just mean like I valued their opinion. Like I knew them really well. Like I saw them often. So of course in the army I've moved since, you know, this location. But um, this particular person I had never met because of mutual friends. You know, we were we were Facebook friends. Um, one particular evening um, I was drinking gin, which holy shit is like the specialty of my house. But anyway, so I had gin one one evening, listened to music. I was at my feet, whatever. It's a good good evening by myself. It was like a school night, right? Um, so this person, number 44 reaches out to me and he's like, Hey, I just realized you were divorced. Uh, just wanted to let you know that, uh, I'm here if you need to talk about it. You know, I'm sorry it happened. Um, what are you doing tonight? Right. So <laughs> most likely because I had some gin, we kept talking and chatting and we made a phone call and everything was great. And we kind of proceeded just to chit chat here and there for a few weeks. Nothing crazy. Just, you know, I'm like, oh, it's cool making a new friend. Not a big deal. Um, I asked a couple of our mutual friends about him and they like all raved about him. They're like, yeah, he's a good guy, makes a lot of money. Um, 
not that you're looking for that per se, but he's like a stably, stable, <laughs> but he's a financially stable guy. Um, he's nice. He's funny. He works out fairly often. Um, you know, we don't see him as much as we used to, but he's a good guy. So I'm like, okay, cool. So we keep chatting. I don't think too much about it. So on another night, number 44 reaches out and he's like, Hey, so, you know, I do a lot of traveling for work. Um, and I was just thinking that maybe on this particular weekend I could fly out, we could have like a meal together. And I'm like, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Um, like why not? Right. So I live in the middle of nowhere. So we kind of coordinate the airports. Um, our conversation kind of escalates, you know, I think cause we're going to meet each other in person. He seems like a nice guy. Um, I think he's cute. I think he's funny. So I'm like, you know, help, like, why not? Right. So I coordinate, you know, like a Friday with my boss to get a little bit early to go pick him up because I have to drive two hours to an airport to get him on the day that he picks to fly in. Um, we're talking about where he's going to stay previously. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like I know you at this point because we've been talking for weeks, right? Um, so many of our mutual friends, you know, can kind of like vouch for you. So I love company anyway. I love to cook, you know, when people come over, I love to entertain, like, I just love it. Right. So I was like, why don't you stay here? Um, I have a guest room of a really cute three, well, it's my opinion, <laughs> a really cute three bedroom, one bath. And I was like, um, my second room, I completely converted and decorated to a guest room. I think it's really nice. So you're more than welcome to stay in it. And then we can just go from there. Right. Cause you're, you know, you're going to fly in. I'm going to drive you back two hours, have a meal somewhere and just see how it goes right so he's like okay cool and he's like and by the way if it's awkward i'll go to a hotel i'm like awesome okay so sure enough you know i get a little bit of time off from my boss my boss is actually pretty fucking cool um so ike's in daycare i'm on the road it's like a beautiful sunny day i have like my energy drinks you know i'm like singing like of course right um who knows who i'm singing to dermot kennedy maybe i don't know anyway so it's like a beautiful day i get out there i'm like you know it's kind of a warmish day i'm gonna go ahead and stop and I'm going to get like, uh, I don't know, maybe a coffee, iced coffee for me or something. But I'm going to get him like a nice cold bottle of water because, you know, the airports, you know, um, with COVID still at this point, you get water. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's not like and then sometimes you're just thirsty. Right. So I'm, so I'm going to give him like a nice, you know, water. I think that'd be nice off of a flight. Right. So um, I get the water. I just grab whatever. Right. And then I get in the Jeep. So I'm a couple minutes out from the airport and then I get a text from him and he's like, hey, I landed just so you know, I'm blah, 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 and baggage claim. I'm like, cool, right? So um, time this really well. I'm kind of excited because, you know, he seems like a nice guy, right? So uh, I park, I find him and I give him <laughs> the bottle of water, which I think is nice, but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. What the fuck do I know, right? So I'm like, hey, here's a bottle of water. And he looks at it, I swear, and he's like, well... Thanks. He's like, I don't really like Dasani, but thanks. And I'm kind of like stunned at this point because like, that's just rude, right? But I'm like, you know, I'm gonna let it go. He's tired. He's been flying all day. Like Tracy would be a better person, right? Like, let it go. So I let it go. And then um, we make our way to the Jeep. We get in the Jeep. You know, we uh, find uh, the way out of the fucking airport, right? Because there's an airport. I don't know. So anyway, we circle around a little bit, find the fucking exit. <laughs> I pull out my debit card roll down my window and there's like one of those machines like you know there's not a person there it's like a machine where like it scans your ticket you're supposed to put in your debit card you're supposed to be good to go right well I'm clumsy anyway and he asked me a question and I was trying to answer it and then I was like, kind of fumbling with the fucking machine like I couldn't figure it out like it scanned my ticket wouldn't take my card like my card literally wouldn't go inside the machine so I was like struggling struggling and I'm like like what the fuck right and then there's like cars behind me so I'm feeling like stress <laughs> 
fumbling around, like actually fucking drop my debit card. So I have to open my Jeep, get out all awkward, right? Because there's hardly any space between your fucking car that's as, as loud, right? In the fucking machine. So I'm like fumbling and fumbling with the fucking thing. It feels like forever. It's probably like a minute or two, but I'm sitting there like, motherfucker, like, let me get out of the airport. Anyway, so eventually, you know, once I asked the machine for help with the little call button, I figured it out, right? So all this time, though, that I'm struggling with my debit card because I'm a fucking idiot, I look over and I realize that my date, number 44, is just like on his phone, like texting away or whatever the fuck he's doing, drinking the water that he was displeased with. And I'm like, huh, interesting. He didn't even offer the $2. He didn't say, hey, there might be something wrong with your card. Try mine. Or he couldn't be like, what's happening? What crazy machine? Like totally just ignored me, right? So I'm like, that's so weird. But whatever, like I said, you know, flight, long flight, could be tired. So anyway, so we're on the road pretty much the entire two hours, um, not exaggerating, pretty much the entire two hours, he's on his phone, very limited conversation. I'm like, well, this is going to be awkward, right? So once again, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because my friends who I'd love are like, he's a good guy. So in my head, I'm driving, becoming annoyed, right? Because there's no like courtesy from him, I feel. So anyway, so we make it back to my place, um, get him settled, like show him where the guest room is, all that, whatever. Um, and then I'm like, if you want to take a shower or whatever from your flight, you know, that's cool. I'm going to go ahead and pick up Ike. Ike is like a few minutes away. So he's like, okay, whatever. So I go get Ike. Ike's like tired from daycare. He loves his daycare days. So he goes three days a week, loves it. And he's like tired. He's kind of like, who are you? But you know, Ike's a good dog. So, um, you know, they get along like their initial meet things are fine. Ike goes to my bed cause my bed is his bed and he basically just sleeps for a while. So at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, so what do you want to do for dinner? Like, um, are you hungry at this point? You know, do you want to go somewhere? I mean, there are, you know, it's still COVID, but there's some places that are still open or we could do delivery, DoorDash, whatever, right? I'm trying to be like a good host. And he's like, you know what? I'm starving. He was like, why don't you make that pasta that you've told me about before? And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> um, but I love to cook and it's a it's a, um, a pasta dish that I make from scratch, which I think is delicious. It's like a Parmesan garlic sauce. I can share the recipe with any of you interested. I make it from scratch. It's fucking amazing. So I'm like in the kitchen showing off because, you know, I love to cook. My food's not great, but it's always edible. <laughs> no one's ever gotten sick, but I love to do it, right? So I make the Parmesan. He like gets his work laptop um, and then he's still on his phone, pretty much like working the whole time, like no conversation. I'm like, whatever. So I always have music on 20, 24 seven, right? So I have music on really fucking loud, probably the dead South again, making my pasta. I starting to wake up playing with him, making the pasta. It's kind of cool for me. Right. So then the pasta's ready and I'm like, Hey, so, you know, are you ready to eat? And he just like picks up his hand. Like I'm a fucking like servant at some restaurant and he like waves his hand, like his arms in the air, he waves his hand over and I'm like, well, okay. So I went ahead and like, I give him, he's still working by the way in his desktop on my fucking kitchen table, which is kind of annoying to me, but whatever. So, I mean, I have like a desk in my guest room, but whatever. So he, um, you know, eats the pasta while he's still working on the phone. And I'm just kind of like, what a rude motherfucker. Like who fucking raised you? Right. So I'm like, whatever. So he's like eating. I'm like, Tracy, just breathe. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> my patience is like fading quickly at this point. So before I can make myself like a little bowl of, you know, the pasta that I love, he asked me for another, and but he basically says more. And I'm like, well, okay, right? So I went ahead and give him, you know, a second serving. Um, we chit-chat a little bit at this point. I'm kind of annoyed because I haven't even sat down. Like I haven't even had like my own pasta yet. So and I can get kind of hangry, right? So... <laughs> 
<laughs> I finally sit down with my pasta. We have a little bit of conversation. And then he's like, hey, I see you have like a little bar set up over there, which I'm super proud of, by the way. I love like my little bar collection with my liquor bottles and I'm trying to get really like into bourbon. And so I'm like, yes, I do. Like, isn't it so cool? I'm like so happy I have it. Like, it's so cute. Love the table, whatever. And he's just like, yeah, so um, there's a Four Roses over there that's like, it looks like it's just been barely opened. Like, you've barely had any. Like, why don't we have some? I'm like, cool. Four Roses, by the way, is I think is pretty decent. So I'm like, okay, cool. So the bottle's almost full. You know, I pour him some. We're chit-chatting. He's like, you know, I'm really tired. Like, why don't we just watch a movie? And I have like a cool little, well, what I think is a cool little setup with some chases in front of like a TV in one of my rooms. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a little mini TV room. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's go ahead and watch a movie. But I'm getting more and more annoyed because I realize that he is drinking like a fuck ton of my bourbon, by the way, which I'm okay because I love guests, love company, but I, I'm feeling like it's very rude. Conversation's been limited. Dinner was awkward because he was working through most of it. The ride from the airport, he was working, right? He didn't help with the fucking ticket for the airport exit. So I'm becoming more and more annoyed. So I don't even know what fucking movie we were watching. And I love movies because I was annoyed. So Ike wakes up. I'm like, thank goodness, right? So I go and play with Ike for a little bit, cheer me up, distract me. This guy just keeps drinking and drinking. Like at this point, my bourbon's almost completely gone. <laughs> he's he's like consumed pretty much the entire fucking bottle. I just I just know that like it's just not good at this point, right? We're just not vibing. It's just not good. I think he's rude. I don't know if it's a bad day, but either way, I don't like it. Like I'm not happy with it, right? I'm not happy with the situation. So then he's kind of drunk at this, po this point, which is fine. It's cool, whatever. He's not driving, so I don't, I don't care. So he starts to play with Ike, and Ike is just, like, not comfortable. And then I realize fairly quickly, Ike just, just, just Ike doesn't like him. And Ike doesn't like um, very few people. Ike is a, is a great dog. He's a livestock guardian. For those of you who don't know anything about Akbash, he's an Akbash. But he's a guardian, and I'm his flock. So he gets really protective of me, and I'm really in tune with him because he's a big guy. Um, and I do my best to be like a responsible dog owner. So I pick up pretty quickly that Ike is just not happy. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not feeling like, and I don't think this guy even gets that Ike's not happy. He keeps trying to play with him and he keeps trying to rough house with him. And Ike's not a rough house kind of dog. So I'm just kind of like, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I think tonight I'm going to sleep in the guest room, um, with Ike. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move your luggage from your room to my room and we'll just go from there. Like, I'm pretty tired. See you tomorrow. Kind of if you need anything, water, whatever, anything in the fridge is yours. You're like a guest, right? But I'm going to go to bed. So he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm positive. I'm fucking going to bed. Like, I'm annoyed, right? So my guest room is cute. It's like one of the first rooms I set up when I moved here to New York. Um, it has like a really nice memory foam twin mattress. Um, one of those cute like tents from like pop-in privacy. Um, I have a little bookcase. I have a TV. I have like a little area for like um, your computer. Like if, you, if you're coming over and you need to work, like I think it's really cute. So, and I love it, but I'm never in it. So I'm sitting there like, oh, this room's cute. Anyway, so <laughs> Ike is spoiled because I love him. And he pretty much takes up the whole twin size bed. So I'm like super uncomfortable um ike isn't isn't crazy comfortable because you know um he doesn't like number 44 and of course he knows that number 44 is still in our house and he knows that we're not normally in the guest room so he's a little restless uh he tosses and turns most of the evening remember we're in a twin size bed right he's a big guy so um i'm super uncomfortable just trying to like fight for any kind of <laughs> i say fight but i'm allowing Ike to be comfortable so i have very limited space on the mattress i'm uncomfortable i can't sleep so i start texting my friends and I'm like, hey, so this is what's happening. Like, what do you think? 
I end up texting <laughs> number 43 and I'm like, hey, so this is the situation and this is all your fault because you haven't asked me on a second date. So we're both laughing or whatever. And then he and some of my other friends are like, you know, if you're that uncomfortable, right? And the guy's like drunk and the whole bit, they're like, you should probably call the police to get him out. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're, you're right. I could, but I don't want to do that because I have so many mutual friends that like spoke so highly about him, you know? Plus it's like, I don't know, it's like 11, 1130, which is like super late for me at this point. I'm like, you know what? Like, we'll just see what happens in the morning. Obviously I'm safe. I'm safe, whatever. I'll talk to you guys later. Um, but appreciate you listening. Right. So, <laughs> so I don't sleep great, but I sleep. Um, Ike wakes me up. He needs to pee in the morning, whatever. So we wake up. Ike is still like, what the fuck? Like he's all like, you know, he walks out of the guest room, like kind of smells the door and he's like, hmm, interesting. So we went ahead, you know, whatever, like we go with our normal routine, you know, put on a little bit of music low because, you know, I'm not a shitty host, a little bit of music, give him breakfast water. We go on a little walk. We come back. I make some coffee and I take it inside the guest room because I think the guy's still asleep. Right. So like I said, I'm trying to be a good host, even though I'm not feeling comfortable about the situation. And obviously this guy and I did not vibe at all. So I'm kind of hanging out in the guest room once again, like morning lights coming in. I'm like, ah, I like this room, whatever. So I'm playing with my phone and then I get a text from him and all the text literally says is come over. And my instant thought was like this motherfucker, (laughs) like a fuck no and a fuck no. So I am still trying to be, you know, a good host, right? My my mother raised me to be like a good person. I I try to... I try to listen to my mother whenever I can. I love my mother with all my heart. So I was like, you know what? Take a deep breath. And I was like, you know what? I could call. I could walk over, but I'm annoyed. So I went ahead and texted him, which is ridiculous because we're like, I don't know, four feet away from each other in the hallway. So I was kind of like, you know, Ike's not comfortable. Um, I didn't sleep really well. He didn't sleep really well. I think at this point, I think we need to find you a hotel either nearby or we need to find you a hotel by the airport or halfway or something. But either way, basically... In essence, I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of my house in a polite way. So my mother would be happy, right? So he's a little annoyed. We text back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? This is my house. This is what's happening. So go ahead, uh, take a shower, get your shit together, basically, in a nice way, mom, I promise. And I make him some more coffee or make more coffee. And then I'm like, well, I offer it. I mean, I'm making myself fucking coffee anyway. It's my house, but whatever. So then I'm like, go ahead and take a shower, get your shit together. There's coffee in the kitchen. Let me know when you're ready, right? So I take, you know, Ike on a walk again, whatever. So we come back, put Ike in the guest room. Sure enough, the guy's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So this is going to be fun, right? So <laughs> um, get in the car, get in the Jeep, whatever. Um, start to head to the airport. I pull over to top off because, you know, I drove fucking four hours yesterday. I'm about to fucking drive four hours again. So I get plenty you know, of gas, um, right, and coffee, energy drink, whatever. And I'm like, hey, you want anything? Because I'm, you know, still a nice person, mom. I promise, mom, and the rest of you. He's like, no. So he pulls out his phone. He like works. So pretty much sure enough, the whole ride there, he's pretty much texting. It's awkward. I'm annoyed, Um, especially because as I'm driving, I'm thinking that there are red flags that I ignored. And I will talk more about red flags soon in an upcoming episode. But one of the ones that I love to talk about is he's definitely number 44 was definitely like a money flex guy. 
So before I met him, he'd always talk about, yeah, I make such and such salary. It's well over 120 base, depending on what my sales are like. It could be like double that like per year. Like he's always like a flex guy. And he's always like, yeah, I'm really getting bored with this Mercedes. I think I'm going to go with this one. Really sick of my, you know, my watch. You know, it's a Rolex. I don't know what I want to do next. Like he's just that guy. So he's like money flex guy, which is not my favorite person like I'm, I'm happy for you I like you know nice shit but I'm not impressed by money um anyway so the whole way back I'm thinking you know he's like money flex guy but he didn't offer like for the fucking two dollars which I cannot let go <laughs> I cannot let that fucking two dollars go with the airport right and he ate all of my food drank all of my fucking bourbon has not offered gas which I think is just like common courtesy um and he's on his phone so I, I get why he's on his phone because he's annoyed whatever Right. So I take him back to the airport because at this point he's like, um, he just, I just didn't feel good about it. Right. We didn't vibe. So we get to the airport, get out of the car. I'm like, Hey, you need help with your bag? He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, well, you know, thinking about my mom, I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. Offer a hug, which of course I'm really not happy about. So he hugs back and he's like, okay, so I'll talk with you soon. And I'm like, like the soon is resonating like a fucking cartoon over my head. And I'm thinking, yeah, fucking right soon. Like, fuck no. So I'm like, okay, great. See you later. I have a safe flight. I get back in my Jeep on the way home. I pretty much block him from everything. (laughs) So I've never seen him or spoke to him again. Um, I do think, though, that it's this is definitely worth having a conversation with your friends with if you're single, because I think there's a a distinct difference from like having a friend in your life and they think they know what you like. So it makes me wonder if maybe sometimes in our friendships, we kind of exaggerate what we like and don't like in people or whether we downplay it or whether, you know, you have some sort of filter on when you're talking with your friends about dating. So I'm not angry at my friends, right? As I said before, I love them. I value you guys. I'm like so happy and proud of all of you. And I want all of you to be happy. And I know you want me to be happy. But there, I had one other blind date, which I will share in another episode. And I have to tell you, I love all of you, but no, (laughs) fucking done with the blind dates. Um, What I did learn about number 44, though, is uh, it's your home. And I feel like if you're uncomfortable in your own home, I feel like you have every right to ask a guest to leave. So that was something I struggled with for like a little bit. But I have to tell you, I'm really happy that I made that decision. So This leads me to one of my favorite brewing companies. I actually found this brewing company when I was in Virginia on a road trip with Ike. And uh, the beer is good. I had two IPAs and I had like a triple or something. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the menu. But the beer was good. The food was good. Loved the experience. Um, Ike was like allowed in, you know, and uh, he was happy and he he enjoyed it. He got a lot of like a lot of love from strangers, which he loves. Um, But the reason I like this company is it's veteran owned. Um. They have a section in their in their brewery, like if you make it to their actual brewery, and they have a section on their website where they allow you to put information about fallen, um, about people that you honor, that you love, like your honorees, and they will um, keep them on the website. And there's like a little place in the um, brewery, which I saw, which is really cool. They have like photos and notes about people. And of course, you know, I'm a veteran, like I love the fallen. Um, I love to like honor them every chance that we get. I think it's important to not forget their sacrifices, right? So good beer, love the fact that they're veterans, and I love that they will help you honor your loved ones. So when you get a chance, please check them out. Honor Brewing Company, they have a website. You can find some of their beer, by the way, uh, like in most of your local stores, I'd assume, because even where I live in New York, I can find them. So 
All that to say, love your friends, right? Appreciate them for who they are <laughs> and all of their good intentions because I appreciate you guys so much, even though I'm not going on any more blind dates specifically that you guys recommend. <laughs> um, be safe out there. Uh, definitely remember that I'm here if you need anything. And bye.